You're listening to Bible Truth Feed, a podcast by Christadelphianvideo.org for Christadelphians and all those seeking the truth about the Bible message. Join us now as we present our latest episode. The Hope of Salvation by Brother Barnaby Harrison. Hello and welcome to Bible Truth Feed, a podcast by ChristadelphianVideo.org. Well, Jesus Christ, our Saviour, and that's a phrase we have probably heard before. However, the Bible talks about the God of Saviour. Who is it that saves? What actually is salvation and how can we be part of it? A solution to the problem of sin and death has always been what God intended. The Lord Jesus Christ was always an essential part of that solution. The Father and the Son worked together so that through the obedience of the Son to the Father, the free gift of eternal life might go to all, even to the ends of the earth. Bible uh, reveals to us quite a frightening reality, doesn't it? That all of mankind face the prospect of sin and death. And yet the Bible also gives us a remarkable hope. And this evening we're going to consider the wonderful, amazing and merciful solution to the problem of sin, which God has provided for us. We're going to think about his salvation, which he has made possible through his beloved son. Now, when we as followers of the Lord Jesus Christ think about salvation, it's easy, isn't it, to focus entirely on Jesus. After all, his name means he will save. And the angel declared to Joseph, the husband of Mary, that he will save his people from their sins. And yet it's important for us to never overlook the fact that first and foremost, it is God who is the saviour. And I agree with what Brother Chris said in his remarks about our opening hymn. God is our strong salvation. The offer of the free gift of eternal life is God's gift. Without God, there never would have been Jesus, the Son of God. As Romans 6 verse 23 says, the wages of sin is death, but the gift of God is eternal life through Jesus Christ our Lord. Now those who call themselves Christians in the world around us focus almost exclusively on Jesus as their saviour. For them, Jesus becomes the foundation of their faith. But it's not the case for careful readers of God's word, is it? For those who seek the truth of the scriptures. Because our faith is in God. Our hope, says Romans 3, is in God. God is our saviour. And it is he that gave his only begotten son for our salvation. So let's think together then of the wonder of God's solution to the problem of sin. And I want to do this this evening by considering what are sometimes referred to as the pastoral epistles of Timothy 
and Titus. These are the inspired letters of or written through the Apostle Paul to his sons in the faith, to Timothy and to Titus. And these letters are all about how the early groups of believers, called ecclesias, how they should behave. They are about how ecclesial life should be. And these two letters contain a repeated theme about salvation that becomes hard to miss. So let's do this together. 1 Timothy chapter 1 first and verse 1. Paul, an apostle of Jesus Christ, by the commandment of God our Saviour and Lord Jesus Christ, which is our hope. And there it is, right from verse 1 of the first letter. God, our Saviour. Have you noticed that before? At first reading, reading we might do a double take, mightn't we? Uh, hang on a minute. Don't you mean our Saviour, the Lord Jesus Christ? But no, that's not what's written, is it, there in verse 1? It is God, our Saviour. 1 Timothy chapter 2 and verse 3, as we read for our opening reading. 1 Timothy 2 and verse 3, For this is good and acceptable in the sight of God our Saviour, who will have all men to be saved and to come unto the knowledge of the truth. There it is again in verse 3. God is our Saviour. And what does he want? Well, he wants, verse 4, that all men might be saved. How do they do that? By coming to a knowledge of the truth. What truth? God's word of truth. What he has revealed. So God, our Saviour, wants all men to be saved. The offer is for all, without discrimination. 1 Timothy chapter 4 and verse 10. For therefore we both labour and suffer reproach because we trust in the living God who is the saviour of all men, especially of those that believe, have faith. There it is again, isn't it? And the echo also to God being the saviour of all men. 1 Timothy 2 verse 4, 1 Timothy 4 verse 10. Let's turn on to the second letter of Timothy. Chapter 1 and verse 8. 2 Timothy chapter 1 and verse 8. Be not thou therefore ashamed of the testimony of our Lord, nor of me his prisoner. Be thou partaker of the afflictions of the gospel according to the power of God, who hath saved us and called us with an holy calling, not according to our works, but according to his own purpose and grace, which was given us in Christ Jesus before the world began, but is now made manifest by the appearing of our Saviour, Jesus Christ, who hath abolished death and hath brought life and immortality to light through the gospel. remarkable isn't it when we think about it verse 9 it's God who has saved us how why 
is according to his own purpose and grace. It was always his intention. Salvation was always what he intended. Just as Jesus was always what he intended. Jesus, the Son of God, in the mind of the Father from the very beginning. His purpose and grace, verse 10, now made possible. How? By the appearance of our Saviour, Jesus Christ. So I really hope you see the point that these words are making clearly to us. God has always purposed to provide salvation. He is our Saviour. Salvation has been made possible in God's beloved Son. Verse 10, who abolished death and hath brought life and immortality to light through the gospel. We might say that Jesus is an essential component in God's plan of salvation. And therefore, he too is our saviour. And I don't mean to take anything away from Jesus at all. I just want us to realise that salvation doesn't begin and end with Jesus. Let's have a look now at what is written to Titus. Let's follow this same theme into Titus chapter 1 and uh, the first four verses. Paul, Paul, a servant of God and an apostle of Jesus Christ, according to the faith of God's elect and the acknowledging of the truth which is after godliness, in hope of eternal life, which God that cannot lie promised before the world began, but hath in due times manifested his word through preaching, which is committed unto me, according to the commandment of God our Saviour, to Titus, mine own son after the common faith, grace, mercy and peace from God the Father and the Lord Jesus Christ our Saviour. So the message is so clear now, isn't it, as we happen upon this repeated theme through these epistles. Salvation begins with God. The hope of eternal life, verse 2, was promised by God. It was in his purpose before the world began. Verse 3, God is our saviour. You see, the plan of salvation of the Father comes first. And that plan and purpose is made possible by the Son who follows after. God, our Saviour. Verse 3. Christ, our Saviour. Verse 4. Always, you see, always in that order. Just two more references then in Titus. Titus chapter 2 and verse 9. Exhort servants to be obedient unto their own masters and to please them well in all things, not answering again. Not purloining, but showing all good fidelity that they may adorn the doctrine of God our Saviour in all things. For the grace of God that bringeth salvation hath appeared to all men. 
Just pause on that verse. So much packed into verse 11. The grace of God. The gift of God. Romans 6.23 That bringeth salvation hath appeared to all men. There's that phrase, all men, that we picked up in Timothy. Verse 12. Teaching us that denying ungodliness and worldly lusts we should live soberly, righteously, and godly in this present world, looking for that blessed hope and the glorious appearing of the great God and our Saviour, Jesus Christ, who gave himself for us, that he might redeem us from all iniquity and purify unto himself a peculiar people, zealous of good works. And so here we have it again. God our Saviour, verse 10. The grace of God that brought salvation, verse 11. Our Saviour, Jesus Christ, verse 13. Who gave himself for us to redeem us from all iniquity. And so to our last reference in Titus, Titus 3 and verse 3. Titus 3, verse 3, For we ourselves also were sometimes foolish, disobedient, deceived, serving divers lusts and pleasures, living in malice and envy, hateful and hating one another. But after that, the kindness and love of God our Saviour toward man appeared, not by works of righteousness that we have done, but according to his mercy, he saved us by the washing of regeneration and renewing of the Holy Spirit, which he shed on us abundantly through Jesus Christ, our Saviour. Verse 7, that being justified by his grace, we should be made heirs according to the hope of eternal life. And so the salvation offered by God, made possible by God, always intended by God, is to be saved from sin and its consequence of death. The offer of a free gift of eternal life made possible through our Saviour, Jesus Christ. It is so beautiful, isn't it? So humbling. The kindness and love of God our Saviour, says Titus 3 and verse 4. Because we deserve it? No way. Verse 3, how many of us recognise ourselves in verse 3? Even after accepting the gift of salvation. Because we earned it? Not a chance. According to his mercy, he saved us. Who? God. How? Verse 6. Through Jesus Christ our Saviour. And yet another link there to eternal life in verse 7. And so, when we think about it, the purpose and plan of God and his intended salvation is seen throughout all the scriptures, isn't it? It's revealed to us in the Old Testament. And when we Think about salvation in the Old Testament. What comes to mind? 
let's not make that rhetorical. <laughs> I think most of us have been brought up in a Christadelphian household. What comes to mind? Our young people. When we think about salvation in the Old Testament, how does God save in the Old Testament? Noah's Ark. Noah's Ark. Brilliant. An excellent example. Saved by water. What else? Crossing the Red Sea, a nation baptized, says Corinthians. What else? Yeah, what a brilliant one is that. Moses taking the children of Israel out of Egypt. By this they would know Yahweh their God, that he would save them, bring them through the wilderness, cross the Red Sea, into where? Into the promised land. It becomes a figure, doesn't it, for all disciples of every generation brought into the hope of Israel, made inheritors of the covenants made to Abraham, to Isaac and to Israel, the land of our future inheritance by God's grace. It's a figure that so plainly see when we attune ourselves to what God has revealed to us, always intending his purpose and his plan of salvation. What else does the Old Testament say about salvation? I want to just look at three references in Isaiah to close. So Isaiah 43, please. Isaiah 43, verses 11 and 12. What does the Old Testament say about salvation? Well, these are words of God, aren't they? Isaiah 43, verse 11, God says, I, even I, am the Lord. That's the name of God, the covenant name of God. I, even I, am Yahweh. And beside me there is no saviour. I have declared and have saved. And I have showed when there was no strange God among you. Therefore ye are my witnesses, saith Yahweh, that I am God. Beside me there is no saviour. Isaiah 43 verse 11. Just turn on to Isaiah 45 please in verse 21. In challenging the, the false gods of the people of, of that day. Their idols of wood and stone. God challenges them in Isaiah 45, verse 21. Tell ye and bring them near. Yea, let them take counsel together. Who hath declared this from ancient time? Who hath told it from that time? Have not I, Yahweh? And there is no God else beside me. A just God and a saviour. There is none beside me. Look unto me and be ye saved, all the ends of the earth. For I am God and there is none else. What does it say in Timothy and Titus? God would have all men to be saved. And so the purpose of God was never to be just with his people Israel. Sure, they have a special place, beloved because of the fathers. And yet God always intended to open up his purpose of salvation to any who would respond to the ends of the earth. And it's to the ends of the earth that I wanted to think about. And our final reference in Isaiah, 
Isaiah 49. And this passage here in Isaiah 49 is prophetic conversation of the words of Christ, the Son of God, and the words of God, the Father. And in this prophetic conversation, Christ begins by addressing these words to the Gentiles, to the non-Jews, to a people from far, just like us. Isaiah 49 and verse 1, listen, O isles, unto me. Think of Christ saying these words. Hearken, ye people from far. Yahweh hath called me from the womb. From the bowels of my mother hath he made mention of my name. He shall be called Jesus, for he will save his people from their sins. Verse 2. He hath made my mouth like a sharp sword. In the shadow of his hand hath he hid me. Made me polished shaft in his quiver hath he hid me. He said unto me, Thou art my servant, O Israel, in whom I will be glorified. And then I said, I have laboured in vain. I have spent my strength for naught and in vain. Yet surely my judgment is with Yahweh and my work with my God. And now saith Yahweh that formed me from the womb to be his servant, to bring Jacob again to him. Though Israel, says God, be not gathered, yet shall I be glorious in the eyes of Yahweh, and my God shall be my strength. And he said, it is a light thing, thou shouldest be my servant, to raise up the tribes of Israel, to raise up the tribes of Jacob, and to restore the preserved of Israel. I will also give thee for a light to the Gentiles, that thou mayest be my salvation unto the ends of the earth. Let me just correct that. Verse 5 is clearly Jesus talking, but God's response there is in verse 6. He says to his son, It is a light thing that thou shouldest be my servant to raise up the tribes of Jacob to restore the preserved of Israel. That's a light thing. Not just for the twelve tribes of Israel. No, God sent his son also for a light to the Gentiles. That he might be salvation unto the ends of the earth. What a merciful God the scriptures reveal to us. This book claims to be the word of God. We behold then the kindness of God our saviour. Making his purpose of salvation possible. By sending into the world his beloved son, that all men might be saved. And so the solution to the problem of sin and death is seen in the salvation that God has provided. As we sang in our opening hymn from Psalm 27, God is our strong salvation. And to this agree the words of the prophets. God looked and there was none to help. Therefore his own arm brought salvation, says Isaiah 63 and verse 5. God sent forth his son into the world, declaring that Jesus would save his people from their sins. And Jesus never sinned, and so he was not worthy of death. But he was sacrificed like a Passover lamb, slain from the foundation of the world. 
And when we think of deliverances, the Passover deliverance, who is our Passover? Corinthians says Christ, our Passover, is sacrificed for us. Because he was sinless, the grave had no power to hold him. God raised him back to life, becoming the first fruits of them that slept, and having wrought a, a great salvation. And so we see Father and Son working together, the Son obedient to the will of the Father, God, our Saviour, Christ, our Saviour. This then is the hope of salvation offered by God in his word, the Bible. And it's up to each of us individual, isn't it? Whether or not we accept God's offer of salvation that has gone to the ends of the earth, that all men might be saved. It's up to each of us to respond in faith to God's word and to be baptised into the saving name of our Lord Jesus Christ. Thank you for joining us. We hope you found the episode helpful. Don't forget, most of these episodes are also available as videos on our video channel, cdvideo.org. So head over and take a look. If you have any comments or questions or suggestions, please get in touch or leave us a voice message. We love to hear your feedback. You can email us at bt f at cdvideo.org if you enjoyed the episode then please share it with others until next time may god bless you in your studies and your walk towards god's kingdom amen